0: I leave to you.
1: Hello, and welcome back to Keanu Believe It, the Talk Film Society podcast that is all Keanu Reeves, all the time. I'm Sam Van Herren, assistant editor at TFS and a lifelong fan of the singular Keanu Reeves. I will be your guide through his diverse and interesting career. Each week, a guest and I discuss a film from his filmography, which we are working through in chronological order. On this episode, we'll be discussing Chain Reaction. Joining me to discuss the 1996 sci-fi thriller is Diego Crespo. How's it going, Diego? Hi, it's going really great, actually, and
0: uh, I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for having me on. Great to have you on. Uh... So, jump right into it. What do you think of Keanu? I love Keanu Reeves. I think he's admittedly an actor with a certain range, but within that range are boundless possibilities, and I think people confuse that for him being a bad actor, because he's not. He is a fine actor, and he's an incredible action star, and he also seems like the nicest human being on the planet, and I would love to meet him and hug him and tell him how grateful I am for all of his movies, even the ones maybe like
1: one we'll talk about today. Yes, that is a good good segue into this film, uh, Chain Reaction, which uh, I'll talk about my history with it, but for first, uh, had you seen this before coming out of this fine program?
0: No, I have never seen this before. I remember it popping up on cable. I might have watched like a couple seconds here or there but I had never seen it in my life.
1: Yeah, this is one of those movies that I feel, for for years, I thought, oh yeah, that's the one I'd seen, uh, because I was always a Keanu fan, and I had seen parts of that. But for some reason, I remember a snowmobile chase, which does not happen in this movie, so clearly my memories are uh, iffy in terms of... But anyway, so yeah, watching this, I realized that I had really... There was one scene that I remember from the KO days... Uh, But the rest of it, I had no idea. And given the name Chain Reaction, I thought it was going to be more of an action film, which it is not. No. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so yeah, let's get into it. Uh, Basically, Keanu plays... uh, It's unclear at first, uh, whether he's an engineer or a scientist or whatever, but... uh, I think I'm still unclear on what he was supposed to be. (laughs) I mean, at one point he says he's a machinist... Which means that he's not even, like, an engineer. He's just, he builds what engineers tell him to build. So...
0: Yeah, but I think at another uh, point, someone says he's a student, too? Yes. Or he was a former student? It's I'm very unclear
1: about who all these people were supposed to be. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. It opens with this scene of, like, a... It's a classic 90s thriller type thing where it's shitty shots uh, and a you know, with opening titles and uh, basically a scientist is giving a lecture on uh, the dangers of pollution and, you know, he says that society is addicted to petroleum and all this stuff and it's like, yeah, it's, it's a, you know, it's very, uh, in terms of, those are still things we're dealing with and there's still movies about that, but like, I almost it makes almost gives you hope that maybe this is a ahead of its time movie with smart things to say about, uh, you know, the environment, but it's really not. <laughs> no, no. It, uh...
0: Actually, you know what? It might be, but it's so hard to follow that mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you if it was. <laughs> like, oh my god, the editing in this is so bad. There's no sense of, like, time or space because they're cutting back from this lecture that the scientist, who's we established later as part of this little science team... Uh, he's given a speech, but it's clearly not at the same time as Keanu Reeves riding on his way to that science lab. <laughs> but then the scientist yeah.
1: is there, so it's like, what, <laughs> that, yeah, who I mean, decided that? <laughs> it really feel, and it's it's a ninety-minute movie at the most, and it's like it clearly feels like someone took a scalpel to it. Like it, there are scenes where we'll just jump into these characters, and they're like, and we don't see them or hear about what they're. Uh, responsibilities are or even who they are until halfway through the movie like uh, so it shows uh, the doctor and most of the stuff that I'm going to say was not clear when you're actually watching the scene this is stuff that I pieced together and like uh, you know so basically this guy Dr. Alistair Alistair Barkley is this you know uh, bleeding heart uh, scientist fighting for you know uh, the good of humanity. Uh he's doing trying to develop a clean power source using hydrogen and that's all they literally tell us. They don't try to even uh explain what it is, what they're doing. It's basically this big capsule full of bubbles and they shoot lasers at it. <laughs> and and then it
0: explodes later at some point. And I, I yeah. was just so lost and I felt so bad. I was like, No, I'm I'm not that tired. I've had plenty of coffee when I watched this. Uh <laughs> and I, I i was so lost and i i wasn't i wasn't expecting it to be like like this kind of bad i don't know I, like for the nineties cheese you know like there's plenty of cheesy nineties action movies and stuff and um i i was just shocked at that this like- fu- ripoff of the fugitive was uh was so like weighed down with like this weird exposition that has nothing to do with any of the action scenes. Cause I think the actions kind of staged pretty well around this stuff. Like there's some interesting set pieces. Uh, it's right. just, it shot kind of blandly, but there's like fun ideas here. Like, uh, um, well, and it's, and it's
1: funny that you mentioned, you funny that you mention uh, fugitive knockoff. Cause it is the director of the fugitive. Yep. I had to look that up. I was
0: like, what else does this guy do? I bet he worked on like a lot of these cheesy 90s action movies. And then I found out it was
1: him. And I was like, what happened? The fugitive is so good. <laughs> And it was like, right. I'm pretty sure it was right before, uh, Fugitive was right before this. And so that, you know, won Best Picture, or at least was nominated for Best Picture. Uh, and then I almost feel like they got him, this is a script that was maybe floating around. There's not, I couldn't find too much about the production behind the scenes stuff, but maybe this is just a script that was floating around and they're like, hey, we'll give, hit, give it to him because he got Oscar nominated movie. You know, let's let's do it. And then maybe the parts of it that do work are because of... uh, And the cast doesn't do bad work. Like There's no... uh, Keanu does his decent Keanu-ness. I mean, it's got Rachel Weisz in her first major uh, role. Uh, Morgan Freeman. uh, Brian Cox doing his best... maybe best southern accent, but really not, because we know he has done much better. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so I mean, again, like you said, being lost, uh, we intro into this lab of uh, them doing this experiment, and like Morgan Freeman's there, but they literally have we have they don't tell us remotely who he is. Uh, we don't find out till like forty-five minutes in that he was funding, uh, or maybe maybe it's not that long because it was so, again it's only an hour and a half. But uh, it felt like basically, <laughs> yeah, that he's funding this project. Uh, yeah, and we find out that yeah, Keanu is a student machinist, and this is when I only learned that because of uh, the Wikipedia page. Uh, I mean, they, they tell us it's his student basically by him wearing a. When we first see him, he's wearing a college sweatshirt, and so like that's the type of exposition, like those are the establishing uh, characteristics. Is he wears a sweatshirt. I mean, they, and I, I appreciate that, but I hadn't even
0: noticed it. So I was double lost. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, you, you should inform the audience like through your your production and stuff. Like, that's a good, right. like shorthand, but you have to shoot it appropriately so they can catch onto these things. And the fact that I didn't, maybe that that could be on me. I'm open to that. But
1: but, but honestly, yeah. they don't. But they don't uh, reference that he's a student for any reason. Uh, they never like show him with books or like. Saying what he's what his goals are. I mean, again, I don't, we don't need extensive exposition dumps, but we still need to know basically who these people are. So, what, like, why they're uh, doing this potentially dangerous uh, experiment in the middle of Chicago? Like, uh, I mean, maybe if this was, I mean, if, again, they did a. Not, this isn't like Spider-Man Two, where we're in these heightened. Uh, this heightened world, are so like, yeah, we're okay with uh Dr. Octopus doing a experiment in the middle of Manhattan. But uh in this it's supposed to try to again with that opening uh you know speech of uh the doctor, this is supposed to be somewhat of a realistic uh lived-in world, and it's really not. So it's an odd it's it's strange.
0: And it feels at war with itself with that. Like I don't know how much you want to jump ahead. So far, but, like, uh, when the first, I guess, quote-unquote, action scene happens, the big explosion, I kind of buckled in. I was like, oh, we're watching this movie. <laughs> and it was, like, oh, it's so dumb. He, Keanu Reeves outruns a hydrogen explosion. And I was just like, hell yeah. Like, I was cheering in my seat. <laughs> and then, you know, the rest, like, everything between the action is so boring and confusing. Uh, like, I, I wish the movie was more stripped down. Because I think that's why The Fugitive works. There's not a lot of, like, plot happening. It's just mm-hmm. a lot of character stuff. Like, everyone's clearly defined. Everyone's got their own little stakes in something. You got a mystery going on. All right. right. Go. And you, you you find out pieces along the way with the characters. This is a very dense, like, world to play in, even in, mm-hmm. in, in, in science fiction, you know? But th- there's a lot right. of, like, components to all the science stuff. I failed biology the first time I, I took that <laughs> class. So I'm already having, I'm already out of my depth here and right. Movies don't need to cater to me specifically.
1: No, but, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I mean <laughs> like, and then there's this great, so they, you know, there's this moment where they're, I say great, but I don't mean, I mean great in the negative sense, like sure. Great. Uh, but that when they're, uh, doing when they're first exper- when they're doing the first, uh, test of the machine uh they like it fails and then they're all sad and then literally there's a scene where keanu goes home does something that maybe he's here like again they we don't find this again we don't find out what he does till later and even maybe then but something he does makes it work uh but he literally it shows him doing the same thing he did in the opening of the movie wait did he go home there i thought that was still at the lab
0: no, oh my it was god! Like
1: his little lab.
0: Like uh, oh his my god! Lab oh in his house. goodness! <laughs> oh, my poor brain. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go on. I'm just trying to keep up with the movie. That's it's all good. Oh goodness! Uh,
1: yes. <laughs> but yeah, like, and in the beginning of the movie, he has this, he like is again this top secret government experiment, and he like puts it in his he wraps it in his flannel shirt and tucks it in his backpack, and then takes it back to the lab. Uh, that's the kind of movie we're dealing with. Uh, we have, so whatever he did, something with listening, like he like listens to the frequency and apparently Keanu has a superpower, Keanu's character, Paul has a, or not Paul, uh, Eddie has a superpower where he can pick up on frequencies just by his ears, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. I I wish I had like, I was
0: that good at anything in my life, (laughs) but more power to Keanu.
1: So, uh, it all, it, basically this, uh, clean energy thing works. Uh, they're all celebrating, uh, but in a back room, well, uh, Rachel Weiss, who plays, uh, a physicist after Lily Sinclair, again, looked it up. Uh, but, uh, so they're celebrating, but, uh, Morgan Freeman and the head of the, head of the experiment are back in a back room, kind of talking about, uh, how we can't, Expose this to the world. Like, you know, Morgan Freeman is basically warning him of the dangers of just, uh, throwing it out there. But again, like I said, the scientist is very, uh, you know, bleeding hard. He wants to give it to the world. Uh, anyway, Rachel Weiss's character gets drunk. Uh, Keanu takes her home. And then as he's coming back, he realizes that there, he sees this mysterious asbestos cleaning van uh, and then the alarm goes off in the facility, and he realizes that his friend Alistair was murdered. Uh, again, and this is where it suddenly becomes a... This is where the thriller aspect set in, but we don't really care, necessarily. I mean, he seems like a jolly old man, and it's... uh, But his death doesn't really matter besides, again, Keanu doing his best to make us care about it. Yeah, like he, he seemed like a nice guy. Death is... Bad, <laughs> like mm-hmm. that.
0: That's like the correlation we have with the with the seems like. Oh no, he died. You know, <laughs> like you might as well just insert that that Rachel McAdams gif from Game Night. Just like, oh no, that's it. Like it's all I got.
1: <laughs> yep. Uh, so the uh, he gets there. Uh, he realizes that there's uh, that someone was murdered. So he goes chasing after that van that he saw earlier, uh, and then we see that there's this bomb that was planted that will set off at a certain distance. Like, basically, when the bad guys get away from a certain distance. Uh, and then, again, like the scene that you mentioned, this explosion, I mean, it's pretty cool. Like, it's it's not great looking. Um, it, this is still early days of uh, CGI, but it's still like Keanu outruns a hydrogen explosion on a motorcycle. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I was into that. I wish it would have stuck to that. Like, again, it might... It wouldn't have made it good, but it would have made it entertaining. Yeah,
0: like, maybe this should have been a disaster movie along with the mystery instead of a chase movie, you know?
1: Yeah, it really doesn't know what kind of movie it wants to be. It's w- Whether it's a, just a thinking man's uh, sci-fi film or if it's a, uh, again, a disaster movie. It, again, especially given that title chain reaction, it would either be a absurd sci-fi action film Or it would be a disaster film, but it's neither of those. Yeah,
0: it's just so, like, out of its own depth. It's, like, people talk about, like, tunnel inconsistencies in movies. This is, like, major just, like, everything inconsistency. From, like, the editing to to the character talking stuff to the... (laughs) I mean, I I do like the action. The action is probably, like, where it's the safe bet for this movie. Uh, If I was going to recommend it to anyone, it'd it'd be because of the action, but... I I can't keep up with like what was happening and I usually don't feel that way towards a lot of movies like even the really really dumb stuff like I think we both watched Venom over the weekend Mm -hmm. that's an easy movie to follow it's just very dumb this is like it is unclear what is supposed to be going on between people and scene to scene with uh like just how sparse the editing is like
1: Yeah, honestly, if I, I mean, the way I take notes for these is I genuinely, I, like, take down exactly what happens. Uh, So maybe that's why I was able to follow a little bit better, because, uh, again, I had to, like, take... But there were moments where I had to pause it and figure out what I was doing to take for my notes, just so they were clear, so we could walk through it. Uh, So, again, if I wasn't doing that, I would be in the same boat as you, not knowing who the hell anyone is. (laughs) Uh, So... Basically, uh, Keanu, uh, obviously, so this level's like six city blocks are just wiped uh, out of Chicago. Uh, And then this is where it becomes a bit like a fugitive film where uh, the feds show up, uh, and the feds are great character actors, uh, Fred Ward and Kevin Dunn. Uh, Again, everyone actually does what they're supposed to do, and it's actually a very interesting cast. Uh, But again, they have nothing uh, to really grasp onto. So, uh, but basically they show up. Uh, Eddie's now a suspect for some reason, because I guess there's no bodies. So they think he's maybe responsible for this Uh, again. But then it takes like 20 minutes before we figure out why they'd even suspect him. Yeah. Uh, We find out later that it's because he did an experiment in college uh, that went wrong and he got expelled because uh, it like did some minor structural damage to a building. But again, that's so, so, it's so long after uh, so deep into the movie that if we had shown that earlier that maybe he got kicked out of school and now he's working at this experiment because he can't go back to school, that would be something. But again, we don't get that kind of thing. Yeah, it's so weird how they, they
0: parse out that information there's no, we don't know what the story is when we're starting until like they start telling us, we don't know the whole picture until like half an hour into the movie, which in my opinion is very bad (laughs) because you you want the audience to know what the stakes are and who these people are, especially for a movie like this.
1: Yeah. And I guess they're trying to keep that sense of mystery. Like uh, you can hear there's a part where Morgan Freeman's in his office uh, after the incident, where you can clearly hear Brian Cox on the phone. But if you don't know who Brian Cox is, which is, I mean, at the time he was, he's still, I mean, he's a very, he's a very great actor, but again, not casual audiences aren't going to pick up on the fact who he's talking to uh, on the phone, that maybe he's part of this uh, situation. And like, they're constantly introducing information that whether Morgan Freeman's in on it or not, uh, it's all very scattered.
0: Yeah, I, I think uh, it's going to be a weird comparison, but I think of Steven Soderbergh's, uh, what's that one movie he did with Channing Tatum and Rooney Mara? Uh, Side Effects. Side Effects. Which yeah. it, you don't know what kind of movie that is because the, the trailers weren't very, were very revealing, uh, and I went in mostly blind to it when I first saw it. You don't really understand what the movie is until like 20, 30 minutes into that, but that is fully confident in its little genre flip later we find out it's like it's a mystery it's it starts off very like warm and cozy kind of romantic and then it just flips into that like this weird depression parable and then gets even darker right. and more twisted and that's like a great way of like uh trail teasing the audience along with its story you know right so you like sizable
1: little snacks yeah. along the way right and that mystery and that confusion is an intentional part of the uh the, the, the narrative but in this it's just it's supposed to be clear, but it's not uh, and I'm very I would be very curious to read more about the you know both the idea uh, and then the script turning into what we get uh, and I, I really think it comes down to the script actually or the at least the, or the editing of wh- why this movie doesn't work is because I mean the directions capable uh, the acting is pretty good uh, there's no there's no performances I would call painful to sit through this isn't like the core in that in that level where like everyone's although that's a good example of a movie that this is kind of like where the science makes no sense uh but again at least that movie committed to being a disaster film Uh, i forgot about that movie until you brought it up right now (laughs) oh my god (laughs) but you're totally right that's that's a great comparison uh yeah so basically and then we find out that they were framed uh, Eddie and Lily are both. Uh, so, Keanu and Rachel Weiss were framed for doing this. Uh, that they were collaborating with uh, a Chinese government because one of the uh, pr- the project manager of the experiment is from China. And so, uh, again, maybe they were there was like hints of them going a little more political with it. But again, it's so there's just jumble. It's so jumbled that anytime it seems to be saying something interesting it is just lost by the uh, them trying to suddenly like, oh yeah, we should probably make this exciting for a few minutes. Uh, let's have a chase scene. And this chase scene, of uh, there's a scene where Keanu's running from cops uh, in Chicago. It's actually a well, again, it's a well-shot uh, chase sequence and it's all on location, so it's got an impressive scale to it. Uh, but it's like, it's hard to think why we even care about Besides that, we don't want Keanu to get busted. Like, uh, just because that's our natural reaction to seeing Keanu run from uh, folks. So, yeah, I mean, he he runs <laughs> good,
0: and uh, I have a preference to action scenes that take place on like odd angles, like bridges and stuff. People sliding down stuff, like that's my shit. There's not. Am I allowed to curse in here? My bad. Yes, you can. Okay, yeah, that's my shit. Like, there's not nearly enough action sequences with people like hanging off the sides of things and trying to climb up and like, that's, I don't know. There's that's, that's a really fun like way to, to present an action set piece to me. And so there's a little bit of that here. And I was like, yeah, but then it's over and I'm like, all right, I don't care again. And that's too bad. Uh,
1: yeah. I mean that, that is a great, like the, him climbing the bridge. Uh, there's funny. So like in that moment, he's very agile and, uh, he's like, this is an, he's an action star Then there are other scenes later, which are, again, both are equally effective, where there's this moment where uh, there's, like, him, uh, I'm skipping ahead again, but there's this part where he, basically, uh, him and Lily escape from the cops, and they are hiding out uh, in this, uh, like, someone's vacation home, someone's vacation lake home, uh, and then bad guys show up, and, like, he's really bad at, like, running in and fighting these dudes with a gun and you're like, and that's convincing that he would, he would be that way. He's just a, uh, but again, like there's moments where he's purposefully kind of crappy at being a spy or being on the run. And then there's moments where he's really great at it. Like on this bridge where he's able to scale it and like climb through the guts of the bridge and then like jam up the gears so he can get away yeah, like like that stuff's fun because at, at least there like
0: it make it makes sense for his character, you know? Because, like, oh he's the machinist. Like if you if you can get onto that idea, then it's like, alright, he's gonna muck up some gears here and there and whatever, along the way through uh through like set pieces and whatnot. And that that's kinda of fun, but that's very far and few between uh in this movie.
1: Uh yeah, and there's this scene where uh f- uh the FBI agents are at uh, Eddie's house, and there's, there's a scene in particular that made me laugh. Like where he pulls up this uh, satellite dish, and he's like, "What's this?" And he goes, "It's a burst transmitter." I don't know why that line made me laugh, but I <laughs> just made me laugh really hard. <laughs> there's one moment later that I'm sure we'll
0: get to that just made me laugh very, very hard, <laughs> and it, it's
1: it's towards the end, but we'll I'm, I'm, we'll get there. All right. Uh, okay, before then, we'll try to keep track of this plot again. Uh, mm-hmm. But basically, uh, Eddie and Lily go on the run because they don't trust uh, the FBI to believe them that they're being framed. Uh, so they make for Eddie's friend's place. Again, It's her name's Maggie, and there's this moment where like he's talking to uh, Morgan Freeman's character, Paul, about like asking for his help, and he's like, I'll go see Maggie. And there's this moment where they're like agreeing that they both know who this Maggie person is, and so we think maybe later when we get to Maggie, they'll explain why he knows this woman that lives in Wisco- lives in an observatory uh, in Wisconsin. But we never get that information, or we do and I forgot. I don't think we did. I,
0: I I'm I'm so confused at how this parsed out. I'm convinced that this was a. Maybe a studio got cold feet because not that this was ever going to be like some high watermark of like the science fiction genre or anything. But it does feel like it was really butchered by uh, studio uncertainty. It's like, all right, cut this, 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 trim this down. Because you're right. It, it's 90 minutes. Uh, it's both too long and too short. The scenes need to breathe more because we don't understand what's going on. Uh, it. Like, we, we see this all the time nowadays with a lot of big stuff. Like, I think it was like 2016, where every studio blockbuster was just like obliterated with a hacksaw in the editing room. And it was that, that's when we got Suicide Squad, you know? So, yeah. It,
1: and I felt yeah. I got a very similar vibe from this. And honestly, like, for this, this isn't one of, I've seen a lot of really bad early, late 90s, early 2000s sci fi, uh, adventure movies, and honestly, this is one of the, at least in terms of how it's, like, shot and how it's acted, it's actually not that horrible. Like, it's not one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Oh, no, it's just no, no, almost no, like sure. Right, it's almost that, but at least if it was that way, I would have more reason to recommend it, you know? Like, at least it's, this is one of those ones where I could see this being a well-done, uh, enjoyable, schlocky uh, science film, but it's just... Again, it's so confused that it's hard to recommend, but uh, I do enjoy, I had to enjoy these scenes where they go to Wisconsin because I am from Wisconsin. So seeing these places that I've uh, uh, set at Lake Geneva is a town and it's kind of like a vacation uh, lakes town uh, in a few miles north of where I live. Uh, And it's kind of cool to see it on, you know, shot in Wisconsin and they have uh, just seeing these locations. I haven't been there, but again, it still feels like uh, it just gives me a smile. And uh, I imagine that when this played in theaters, uh, cause it didn't do horribly. It didn't do great either. But I imagine people watching this in Wisconsin, there's always slight applause when Wisconsin is mentioned in uh, movies, even today. Uh, so I bet that was cute. But again, it's like, I wish they did interesting things once they were there. Although there is this great weird scene where Keanu suddenly gets really good at driving an airboat. Oh on the my ice. god, that was hilarious. <laughs> that wasn't the part I was going
0: to bring up though, but go ahead. Uh
1: all right, so they're in Wisconsin, uh FBI puts out a wanted notice. Uh no, I'm skipping back again. Again. Apologies, confusing plot. Uh let's see. It's just all over the place. I mean, yeah. it it really is
0: uh, maybe the most difficult film I've had to keep track of in like a long time. Uh,
1: yeah. And yeah, and then there's this sudden there's this great uh, again not using great in the positive term, uh, but there's a scene with a, a Senate committee hearing, uh, which odd, you know gave which is an odd timing, especially uh, given when we're recording this episode. Uh, but like there's this there's this moment where. This is an exposition done by the Senate Senate committee probably 40 minutes into the movie where we finally figure out who the hell Morgan Freeman is playing. uh, That he's basically this rich guy who uh, helps fund uh, science projects to better uh, humanity. And there's this really, again, where the dialogue is just atrocious, where uh, the Senate guy is interviewing him and he asks him a question. And then Morgan Freeman's like, well, you gave us the money. And he's like, don't tell me what I did. I know that. And it's like, (laughs) literally in one line of dialogue, he goes from not having a clue to going, uh, yeah, but I didn't sign up for this. It's really painful stuff. It's just like,
0: I'll say it's shot well. I think the movie's shot pretty good, like in a way that a lot of the nineties, like a lot of, a lot of nineties movies were garbage, but, a lot of them are also shot very well, and it, I got like a lot of like uh, Whenever Brian Cox is on screen, I, I I was just reminded of the long kiss, Goodnight. and I was like, I want to <laughs> watch that movie instead. And uh, I, I like the the snow chase scenes; those look nice. I could generally keep track of what's going on, and yes,
1: yeah, <laughs> and the score is by like every pretty much every other eighties and nineties movie is shot was by Jerry Goldsmith. Nice. Uh, I wish it was more memorable than it was. I mean, again, Goldsmith does fine work. He always does. But uh, the only thing that's coming to my memory is that this has that classic uh, industrial clanking noise in the score. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I don't know enough about music to know exactly what that is, but it's like that metal-like... It's almost like two metal beams clanking against each other like the matrix uses them a lot oh okay uh kind of like yeah or yeah, yeah something that's more or so there's a lot of that uh that's the only really remember- memorable part of the uh again I think everything is pretty much except the editing and the script everything is again is just basically competent yeah like it's, it's, not, all, it's it's fine yeah. it's just put together really poorly mm-hmm uh yeah. And so then, yeah. And then now Brian Cox finally shows up maybe an hour into the movie. Uh, but then it's like uh, now there's this super secret facility that basically this is what I gathered from uh, my notes. is basically that he was doing a similar experiment, uh, but that would be controlled by the government, you know, and kind of uh, that they would monetize this clean energy. Uh, like instead of giving away free energy, they would hoard it and keep it for themselves. Uh, you know, typical greedy capitalist society. Uh, yeah, and I society. mean, to be
0: fair, that's like exactly what would happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, like we're kind of seeing this like in terms of like how uh, federal and state governments are treating marijuana. Right. Not, not to get into a whole like political tirade, I'm just very upset at our government lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, like for the last my life. And like, um, I mean, they're, they're raising prices on on uh, legalized marijuana, and they're they're conf- uh, constricting the ability of people to buy it more often mm-hmm. than not. And I'm just angry all the time now. I don't even smoke weed like regularly. <laughs> I'm just angry about everything. So I, I apologize.
1: But, no, you're good. But again, <laughs> that, that mo- this movie does have like I can't hate it because i it is it feels sincere it feels like they're trying to do some kind of like and i kind of agree with it politically even when it gets muddled in terms of exactly who we're supposed to be rooting for but uh at (laughs) least it tries like at least it uh it's not it doesn't feel like an amoral movie at all it feels like it's again it's messy and it's uh in its thematics but at least it's it feels like its heart is in the right place Yeah, that's why I really think, like, someone just came into
0: the editing room, like a producer, and they were just like, fix this, this, and this. And they're like, sir,
1: but that's the movie. And they they had to release it anyways. Uh, Yeah, and the other thing is, like, these goons that are chasing after uh, Eddie and Lily the whole time, we really don't, again, we figure out that they're uh, working for Brian Cox, but, like, We find that out basically through this awkward uh, bit between uh, Freeman and Cox where, like, he kind of just says, call off your goons or whatever. But, like, it's just so thrown out there, like, you should pick up on this already, but we did not. We thought maybe these were uh, maybe evil, uh, straight-up evil goons or something, but really they're just these guys that he sent after him. And it's very unclear... Why he cares so much, like why he's willing to murder cops, like literally, because they do kill a cop on the roof of the observatory. Uh, the janitor from Scrubs, so oh, yeah, who is also in The Fugitive, yep, because he's and friends also with gets the director. killed
0: in The Fugitive,
1: yep, he's friends with the director, so uh, I guess he just like putting him in both movies as being cops getting killed. Oh, uh, I respect that. <laughs> uh, and then. Yeah. So this is where they escape on the airboat and there's this moment where like, uh, it was unclear how hard it should be to do it. Like at first Keanu jumps in and is like instantly bad at it, like skidding all over the place. And then in 30 seconds, he's like, no, I got this. I I figured this out. And now I'm going to be able to chase it, you know, run away from a helicopter, uh, rig it so that it drives itself. So they think that we're still on it. Uh, and then it seems like the the helicopter kind of just gives up. Uh, we like uh, cut to them in this uh, abandoned house, uh, and then later they again they just like I don't know how they found them, but they they found them because <laughs> they needed a chase scene,
0: I guess. But my favorite part of the this speedboat chase thing, yeah, let's or get you sn- snowboat, whatever is uh at the, the beginning you're right when he doesn't know what he's doing and, and uh, Rachel Weiss is like what are you doing and he's like my best or something like that yeah. and then he starts like rocking it and taking off and I was like okay okay <laughs> why wasn't the whole movie like this like the movie yeah, just yeah. needed to cut like if it was going to be like the worst edited movie of the 90s it needed to cut from the hydrogen bomb explosion immediately to that chase I don't care about anything
1: else that happened in between <laughs> yeah, like, I, we said that before, that, like, if this had committed to being absurd and ridiculous, uh, at least it would be Keanu fighting a helicopter with an airboat. Like, that's a movie I want to see. Uh, and, I mean, but again, I have to appreciate the fact that it's a Keanu movie where he is just supposed to be this smart guy. Uh, as sloppy as it is, I appreciate that. Uh you know, that Keanu's not just punching things, like, uh, which is the majority of his career, so it's nice to kind of see that for a minute, but I just wish it was in a more clear
0: uh, movie. Yeah, maybe John Wick 3 will have a twin brother who was a scientist, <laughs> and then he could do... I don't know. I'd, I'd like to see more Working of that, too. That's, I mean, you're right. It's totally different, like, for him and his career. Now that he's older, too... Uh, okay, like, yeah. I, I think yep. people might, like... <laughs> might not have believed him at the time,
1: like in this role, right. but now he's older and wiser. Sure. I'd, I'd totally be game for that. Yeah. Uh, and so it goes to, uh, he, there's, I, I'm missing a bunch of stuff, but it's okay. I want to get to the fun stuff, yeah. uh, of, uh, there's this, he sends a mess. He sends flop. They basically, they send flowers to, uh, to, uh, Morgan Freeman's character, uh, with a code that says spawn meets the caveman uh which I'm unclear what that's supposed to mean like it is they say that spawn is a comic book character uh in the movie and yes he is but I don't understand why that would lead them to the Smithsonian like the caveman exhibit maybe that was an in inter uh maybe that was an inside joke with them yeah. that they referred to each other as spawn it's i don't know but spawn is there yeah <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah. I love this, uh, the flower delivery guy is Michael Shannon, so that made me smile.
0: Woo! <laughs> I like his pre two like, mid-2000s career, when he would just pop up in, like, the weirdest shit. Like, he's in yeah, Bad Boys 2 for, like, a minute.
1: Yeah, he was in, but he's also in uh, Groundhog Day. He's in one scene in Groundhog Day. Oh uh, my god. <laughs> uh, and, like, he has one line, and it's like, good line delivery, Michael Shannon, your careers going to be awesome. Uh, so next, uh, this is where, again, it gets to the, uh, they, there's this, cha- there's this, again, where Keanu's suddenly good at, Keanu's suddenly good at fighting, uh, because he confronts, uh, Mike, he called, he confronts, uh, Morgan Freeman saying, are you in on this? Because this is when we find, this is at the point when we found out that, uh, basically he agreed with Brian, he basically... He agreed that the world's not ready for this uh, technology. Uh, he thinks that it would just create chaos if suddenly we uh, got off fossil fuels. I don't know if I buy that, but <laughs> humans are sometimes kind of dumb, so maybe he's right. Uh, but basically, to to do that, he teamed up with Brian Cox, who's more uh, evil for the sake of evil. Like, it's kind of, maybe it's about money, but they're never specifically clear about that it's more that he's just a dick like
0: <laughs> i mean like like money is a is a decent enough motivator for any villain you know you sure. just have
1: to like angle it right for the mm-hmm. story uh yeah and then so let's get to the this final scene where it's there uh he finds out that they go, they go to his secret the secret facility in virginia uh and uh at this point uh Lily got captured by the bad guys uh, Keanu uh, chases them back to Virginia he goes to this salt mine for something that is some for some reason hiding this uh, construction site that leads right into the top secret government facility because why wouldn't it yeah why not <laughs> like he literally craw- climbs through a uh, pipe that leads directly into the uh, highly classified facility that the FBI couldn't even get into it was the 90s in movies people still believed in the government <laughs> uh, and so yeah he breaks in uh, Cox is basically forcing uh, Lil- uh, Rachel Weiss and uh, to fix their machine uh, but again like it's very confusing why they had another identical machine going on in this deep underground uh, facility, while they also had the same one in downtown Chicago. Uh, But that's the case that we're given.
0: Yeah, it kind of feels like it should be the reverse, because they're trying to pin these government stooges as the bad guys, which Mm -hmm. I'm I'm totally fine with, which is, I I think, great. Uh, But it, it feels like that should be the reverse, like you should Open the movie with these scientists being like safe and humble, working out like in a more reserved part of the country. Unless it was surrounded by a city, I don't really remember. But let's, let's just say this for for my sake, mm-hmm. for the argument. And then uh, the finale take place in the city. But I don't. Know, I think that would work better.
1: But that's like one problem,
0: and like a movie with ninety nine other ones.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, and this I, this scene where. Uh, again, like I'm good with techno Babble like if, if even if it's nonsense, like at least they're saying something giving us some kind of thing that we can hold on to that we can later understand how they you know how he uh, because Eddie sabotages it but makes it seem like it works. And they keep saying stuff about frequencies and lasers, but they don't even try to like explain what's happening. It's basically like there's blue bubbles and we shoot a laser at it and this creates uh, free energy, sure. <laughs> I was, it feels like they're, for the opening
0: credits, they should have like shown the audience like the process of whatever science experiment they were working on. Even if it's just techno babble, like you said, that's that's I love that word. It's perfect. Uh, it, it should have been techno babble that at least had rules to it, and so then mm-hmm. the audience could be like, "Oh, that's right," because they said this. So if this happens, that would mean this happens.
1: But right, but the only, the only thing they say, yeah, the only thing they give is again frequencies and lasers. It's the only thing I can grasp onto. And hydrogen. It's got lots of hydrogen. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's it's a lot. There's <laughs> a lot so, of science. But, but this is where I again, this is the other set piece that is fun. Uh basically, uh so Keanu rigged it to make it explode, I guess. Uh anyway, everyone has to evacuate Uh, but Brian Cox, for some reason, just wants them to die, even though it wouldn't matter. But we only, the only reason is just because he's the bad guy that we elected to be the bad guy. Uh, okay, so yeah, they're trapped in, uh, basically, they abandon them, uh, to behind a locked door as the facility is about to explode. Uh, but it's funny, because, like, Morgan Freeman, uh, here is clearly, even though he didn't want them to die, he clearly supported that, like he knew this guy was bad news and liked it to work with him. But they also try to make it seem like he's a good guy again at the end. Uh it's all very strange. Yeah, I'm wondering if there was like a rewrite with
0: his character and Brian Cox. Like maybe that was the same character at one point and they're like, no 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 we can't make Morgan Freeman a bad guy. So we gotta add this other character. <laughs> I I'm very interested
1: in the production right. of this movie now. Seriously, uh, this is one... Why is there not a how-did-this-get-made How, how did this get made, uh, movie? Yeah, it totally seems like it's ripe for it. Uh, and, yeah, so basically they're trapped in here, and then this is where they have to uh, science the shit out of it to get out of there. Uh, but really, they just use uh, some oxygen tanks and an axe. <laughs> uh, t- <laughs> like, there's this big concrete slab that's blocking... Uh, their alternate escape route, which I don't know why it's there. I don't know why it was lowered onto there, maybe to keep the hydrogen in place. I don't Uh, know. But basically, basically he has to smash open, uh, they smash open an oxygen tank to blast at the concrete rock. Uh, And then we get this, uh, where for some reason the bad guys are more committed to sort of a classic, Instead of getting out, getting the hell out of there, they're more committed to killing these two innocent people. Uh, because again, we need a chase, and we need some uh, shenanigans with cranes and scaffolding falling yeah. on dudes. Like in that situation, what would have made that
0: all work for me was because eventually they go to that that little uh, elevator thing. What what is I don't know, A little thing that rises up at the end. Yeah, they're like. Yeah. Thank you. Construction, yeah, the construction crane, crane, and yeah. if they all struggled to fight to get on it, you know, I'm like, oh, I can't fit everyone, so they have to fight. Like while it's rising up, they kind of do that at the very mm-hmm. end, but it's like tacked on. It's not like the point of the fight. Like that, that would have been that would have made it more fun. I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, it's like it's got some pretty interesting, you know, some the scaffolding collapses. Well done, whatever. But again, it's like it could have been. So much more than it was, uh, like you said. Like more, there could have been more stakes in that fight, but it's really just she gets on, he jumps on right at the last minute, uh, and then there's this great moment where uh, so the, the facility explodes. It they're like halfway through the shaft, uh, it blows them like 15 feet in the air, and then drops down through the shaft. But it, the cable, I wanted it to break because I was already laughing my
0: ass off
1: as soon as. The henchmen
0: get, got blown away. That, was, that looked cool. I don't know what it was. But the way like the henchmen got blown back before getting engulfed by the flame, for whatever reason, I was like, whoa, that was cool. And then when they get, yeah, when they get shot into a, the air, explosion. I just started laughing and laughing. Because one, they would have – they're dead. The, the, the fire – if the direct fire or the blast didn't kill them, they, they would have been fried by being on that metal crane. And then it when it falls back down and they just look perfectly fine, I was I couldn't stop laughing. Like my stomach hurt.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm all for suspension of disbelief in terms of but it's gotta be a movie where that had happened before, where like insane shit had happened. I mean I guess his him surviving the explosion when he's on the motorcycle. Yeah. It's still like <laughs> It's, like, like these yeah.
0: those two set pieces feel like they're from the same movie. Everything else significantly less so.
1: <laughs> so yeah, uh and before the explosion happened, uh Morgan Freeman murdered uh Brian Cox because he's like, You've gone too far this time. Uh but I'm still gonna be secretive and uh like there's this moment where and the FBI agents are all happy now. Uh, we didn't talk nearly enough about the other movie that is yeah this is like three or four movies (laughs) smashed into one Uh, Fred Ward and Kevin Dunn are the US Marshals from The Fugitive chasing after them Uh, and basically he goes from being like really unreasonable in the beginning of the movie like all assuming that they're bad to being like perfectly okay with them now and uh, having jokes with them and uh, it's got a very happy, you know, it shows be a happy ending where, uh, and we didn't even talk about the relationship between uh, Keanu and Rachel Weisz. Uh, cause it's really, it's so bad. Unclear if they're just friends or if they're I, together. I feel it's like whatever.
0: that was another like uh casualty of the editing, uh, which again is my conspiracy theory for this whole movie. Now has just like, it just got butchered and cause I remember mm-hmm. her, getting kissed on the cheek by some dude in the very first like science experiment scene. So I assumed they were in a relationship, but that was wrong. And her and Keanu are supposed to have some kind of sexual tension,
1: but it doesn't work. So thank God for Constantine that we got to have uh, them in a oh, really yeah, good movie Constantine together. So fucking owns. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, this is actually full. There's, uh, since this is a Canary podcast, I'll mention that so, yeah, he was in uh, a movie with Fred Ward before. And then one of the other random FBI agents uh, was the drill sergeant in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Uh, and then obviously, Rachel Weiss and Keanu have worked together again. Uh, and again, like, they all do fine work. Like, Rachel Weiss, this is, her, again, her first lead role. And I can see why. She got the mummy in other th- movies right after that cuz she's charming and, you know, likable even if it doesn't make any sense and we don't really know who the hell she is besides that she's a scientist. Uh and they have decent chemistry here. It's clear why they were in movies together again, but it's just all hard to care yeah, about. Yeah, she's she's really good in this
0: and it's one of those uh movies where the the female lead has nothing to do, but the actress is so good that you kind mm-hmm. of admire her anyways. And it's like, it's not right. her fault. The movie's, and you're like, the movie's at fault, but not her.
1: Yeah, and you're just glad that at least she, it put people on people's radar and she's yeah. now where she is today. Everyone's got every big actor's got to do some odd movie, you know, kind of failure like this. So, uh, again, it's not as bad as some other ones, so... Uh, I don't know if I can recommend this to anyone besides completionists, yeah, no.
0: though. Uh, but I did look up on YouTube. I was like, I wonder if... Because like, I don't really... You don't hear about this movie anymore. So I was like, what? let's see what the clips are on there. And the three clips that are available are the first explosion, the speedboat <laughs> chase, and the final explosion. The highlights of this Perfect. entire discussion. So, for those who are interested... Please watch those.
1: Go ahead and YouTube it. So Google chain reaction action scenes and you'll get the yep. best parts of that movie. Uh, and, but again, like, uh, it's a classic thing of uh, Keanu doing exactly what he was supposed to do for the role, though. Like, uh, I don't think this is a movie that you could point to. I'm sure it is, though, people that, you know, Keanu doubters that point to this movie they're like, oh, it's. Yeah, that movie's dumb because you can't buy Keanu as this, but it's more... There are tons of other problems. Keanu does exactly what he's supposed to do, and he does a good job of... Anything that you care about is because of uh, him and Rachel Weiss. So uh, thank you to them for making it at least be not a painful sit. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's not, it's not like something to get frustrated at. It's just kind of confused, and you're like,
1: hmm, someone's at fault here. Or maybe a group of people, and it's got so many of the '90s uh, cliches that it's almost a you know it's perfect '90s cliché bingo. Uh, oh yeah, movie, totally. So. <laughs> well, yep. Yeah, so that does it for Chain Reaction.
0: Uh, thanks again. Thanks, oh, Diego, Thank you very for much on. for having me. This is a lot of fun. I love me some Keanu, and you're a great critic. Can I call you critic podcaster?
1: All of that. Sure. All that. I sure. appreciate your presence. All of the, all that so. good stuff. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, and we'll, yeah, definitely have to have you on again when we're maybe a little more successful, Ken. Oh, I, I would like that. Yeah. love me some, some bargain bin nonsense, but if we can get a good one in there, I'd like that too. <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah. So thanks for being on. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, join me next time where my guests and I will be covering Feeling Minnesota. Until then, keeping excellent to each other.